It was a hell of a good start to week one of the 2020 season. But instead of getting cocky, I'm already working on week two. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and on Facebook at Dennis M. Roy. What's going on, everybody? I'm tired as fuck, and I can tell you, oh, I'm doing way too much work. Was been working on the uh, target sheet, new brand new target spreadsheet <clears throat> that I started yesterday. I uh, have it pretty much almost done. It is up through last night's Sunday night football game. All I have left to enter is just the data from tonight's games, which I'm currently watching right now. I'm watching the New York Giants and Pittsburgh Steelers game. Watching Daniel Jones hit Darius Slayton for a nice touchdown pass. Good call, Steve Renner. But uh, that'll be out tomorrow. That is a spreadsheet. Everything's separated by teams. You're going to have all your quarterback stats, running back stats, uh, wide receiver stats, tight end stats, uh, including you know receptions, rushes, uh, uh, completion, you know uh, attempts, completions, targets, uh, target percentages, and that's going to all accumulate. As the season goes on, everything will accumulate to the right. So when you go into the player, or not the player sheet, but the uh, team sheet, and you look at the players, if you scroll it all the way over to the right, you'll see where it tabulates everything all the way through the season. So pretty excited about that. I want to keep track of a lot of stuff here. You can also track trends, you know, week to week. You can see uh, the differences between the wide receivers, how everything tracks up and down. Uh, sometimes it has to do with the opponent. Sometimes it has to do with the actual offense in itself. Uh, but it will be something that we can utilize to better pinpoint uh, plays for the week and whatnot. Last, uh, like I said, week one was really good. Uh, the new thing that I kind of added to, you know, my breakdown of players was actually going. Uh, once I once I pick the players and actually going back and looking at past contests with uh, similar defenses, and that's where you know we'll get into the players here. But like um, Jameson Crowder and John Brown, that's how I found that uh, they were actually pretty unique in that John Brown last year. Brand new to the Buffalo Bills, but he had two really good games against the New York Jets. And, uh, you know, we had talked about how the defense was worse than what it was last year anyway. So John Brown was actually a good play, a guy that uh, Josh Allen was familiar with. Uh, Jamison Crowder, 
was similar on the other side where he was new to the New York Jets and uh he was uh he's Sam Darnold's favorite target uh but in game 1 uh, in the first game of last year uh Jamison Crowder actually wasn't there it was a uh, want to say it was David Fails uh who fails at life but uh, <clears throat> very similar um in that he was heavily targeted in the slot, he was able to kind of sit in front of the safeties, and then, you know, this week he blew up, um, had a nice long touchdown catch and run. So I'm going to continue to do that. That'll be – I'll be doing that on Fridays when uh, I'm going through the player list and actually dwindling it, dwindling it down. I'm hoping to have this, you know – the uh final finalized uh product as far as the write-ups i'm hoping to have them done earlier on saturdays than what i did uh this last week um but i kind of wanted to take my time just that it was week one so i wanted to get it right and we did um week one has generally been oh that was that was a bad bad fucking pick daniel jones um but uh, um, I wanted to take my time. We kn- I knew week one is usually a chalky week. That's why I don't try to get too off the radar. If you got off the radar, you weren't listening to the podcast. Um, and maybe this is escaping some people because they're still not listening to this podcast. And I've said it time and time again. Write-ups, spreadsheets, podcasts, they all go together. They all correlate. Can you win with one or two of the three pieces? Yes. Are you going to be better if you indulge yourself in all three? Absolutely. So I implore people to listen to the podcast as well as going through the work. Um, <clears throat> I don't do this for nothing. Um, well, I do do it for nothing. You, nobody pays me for this, but, um, I mean, it's, you know, why, why, why go through the minimal when you can go all the way, you can listen to the podcast anywhere. Um, people wanted it off a of speaker. They wanted it to go to places like iTunes, you know, Apple podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, because it was easier. If they needed to pause it, they could pause it and come back. Spreaker wasn't able to do that. It would start the podcast all the way over. That's why <clears throat> we tended we we decided to move on for that. That was my decision based on the input from the people who were reading and listening. That's what I do. I will listen. I will give you what you want if I can. But since I am starting this podcast late, we are not going to go fully through the slate as far as game by game. Uh, We're just going to go through the write-up and see what worked and what did not. So we're going to start with quarterbacks where um, I had mentioned (laughs) – 
I had actually mentioned in the, uh, I guess it is SI Fantasy now, the SI Fantasy Slack chat, um, that this was actually the first week that I hit all the quarterbacks. There were some quarterbacks I missed, yes. I talked about it. Rodgers was actually probably the better play, but um, I didn't see him throwing for over 300 yards. So that was kind of what it was with that. I didn't th- see him throwing over two touchdowns either. So, um, But Minnesota's defense decided that it doesn't want to fucking play. So if we get good offenses against the Minnesota Vikings, we're going to go there. No if ands, or buts. Strong offensive lines. We can look at the running game. It is what it is. Uh, Lamar Jackson was the highest-priced guy there. Lamar Jackson did the job <clears throat> against uh, Cleveland. We mentioned the cornerbacks that were out. Uh, Marquise Brown did have a good game. Uh, he was in the write-up. And then two touchdowns to Mark Andrews, which was fucking fantastic. Um, we'll get to the one piece that didn't work. On that one, Russell Wilson was the next guy. Russell Wilson let Russ cook, uh, did very well. Bad at bad Atlanta secondary. Um, and Atlanta was helping them out by giving them pretty decent field position. Uh, Matt Ryan looked horrible. Um, Julio Jones is completely bailing him out uh, time and time again. Uh, Cam Newton did it. He got he got the two touchdowns. Um Rushing touchdowns, not passing touchdowns, so you got the full six points out of there. So you had 12 points alone just on the touchdowns. And then uh, I believe it was 90 yards. He had, oh, no, it was like 75 yards rushing. So, I mean, he had basically 19 points just on the rushing. So he got over the 20. He got what we needed. He got about 22, somewhere in there. GPP, Mitch pulled it out of his butt. Um I said I hated the play. Uh, had a good history. Did not get to, like, the 300-yard uh, Mark, but he did uh, hit his value for what we paid for him, so uh, was not uh, disappointed there. Uh, Sunday night football game, Jared Goff. Good lord, um, I, I wasn't necessarily Jared Goff. It was whatever the game plan uh, that the LA Rams were running, um, just trying to limit the Cowboys' opportunities on the field, which I mean is a smart play. Um, but uh, I definitely expected the Cowboys to get ahead in the game and then L.A. kind of playing from behind. So and that didn't happen. But uh, if you ran showdown slate, um, uh, Prescott was actually the guy to have. We talked about it. It's, I, I don't hate – I didn't hate Prescott. I just like Zeke more, and it's tough when you want to uh, put in a lineup with both the running back and the quarterback. So – Speaking of running backs, uh, Dalvin Cook uh, didn't quite hit the point total. I don't believe on here. Actually, I can go. I can go to this nifty, this nifty new sheet here, and look at and look at Mr. Dalvin. Look at Mr. Dalvin. Where are you? Yeah, twelve for fifty. He got the two touchdowns. Yeah, he had one reception for minus two. So he didn't really. He didn't hit value, but he didn't kill you either. Um, especially because he got the two touchdowns. So it wasn't a bad play. It just wasn't the best because of how much you were paying for him. Uh, Josh Jacobs just absolutely went apeshit. Um, we called it. It was pretty easy, though. That was out there. That's why he was the cover guy for the the write-up. So um, 
if they want to sit there and pound that ball, if the Raiders want to sit there and pound that ball, he's going to be a good play all year. Aaron Jones, um, I'm going to go to Green Bay. I think he actually got to his value here. Uh, 6 12. 6, 12, 16, uh, no, 17, didn't get it, didn't get it. So he kind of failed, but he didn't kill you either. So um, still didn't hate it there. Zach Moss came through, uh, got a receiving touchdown, uh, not a rushing touchdown. Uh, good punt play there, a lot better than Boston Scott, who was the chalkier one of the two. Um, didn't kill it, didn't kill your lineup, but didn't help you win if you had him in a GPP. Uh, but he was definitely a guy that I had said that you could fade and fade easily. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at the 10K spot. We start in the GPP, guys. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, if you thought he was a great play, he really wasn't. He had to score over 30 points, and he did not do that um, on either site. And I can give you his numbers, too, if I go to the Carolina tab here. So you're talking about 96 yards rushing. He only had the three receptions for 38 yards. So there's six there. Uh, 15 uh, plus 12, so he hit 27. Uh, If you wanted Christian McCaffrey to really kind of pay off for your lineup, he was going to have to go uh, somewhere near that 35, which they should have actually gotten him up there. even though he was, you know, he had the 23 attempts, you would have thought he would have been targeted a little bit more by Bridgewater. Um, so that was disappointing. Austin Eckler, I talked about it. I had trouble with it. I like the spot, but I had trouble with it with the offensive line. So um, definitely was not the cash game guy there. Uh, and we've noticed now that Tyrod Taylor is not Phillip Rivers, so he's not the dump-off guy. Uh, Joe Mixon did not come through. That was not so much Joe Mixon, although he had a fumble. Um, That was a weird, weird, weird thing with Cincinnati. And somebody had brought it up. Somebody had texted me and brought it up going, where was Mixon on that last drive? And, dude, you cannot keep your best player. You just freaking paid him how much money? And then then you're going to do that? I mean, come on. Come on, he has to be on the field if they wanted a chance to win. And they and they screwed that one up. Todd Gurley. Um I still don't hate the Gurley play. Um but the problem is it's like and it's weird because I noticed that Brian Hill was a little bit on that field a little bit more than what those uh three attempt uh three rush attempts for twelve yards were. Um, he ended up with 14, 14 for 56 and a touchdown. Oh, I should mention on the Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Jones did score a rushing touchdown in the first half and he completely got fucked out of that one. He should have had it. Um, he crossed that plane. I, I, I don't care what anybody says on that. Um, but going back to Todd Gurley, 14 for 56, it was an even four yards per carry and a touchdown, uh, Got targeted five times. They were really bad targets, though. Um, I was watching that game for the most part because <clears throat> I had a lot of pieces in there. You would have seen it in the write-up. 
Um, but two receptions and only a single yard. That was a 9% target share on there. So he should have had a little bit more. He should have got, he should have found, he should have given him the ball a little bit more in the red zone. But uh, they started falling behind with um, with Seattle, and so they're in a little bit more hurry-up mode. Uh, really big disappointment was Mark Ingram. Like I said, it was a pivot uh, to Lamar Jackson in the passing game. Had just as good of a matchup as anybody. Um, sometimes he gets it done. Sometimes he gets vultured, and what happened? The rookie, J.K. Dobbins, took two touchdowns. Um, so pay attention to this, and if you listen if you listen to the radio and stuff like that, like Sirius XM, any type of fantasy things, um, pay attention to what they're talking about with this because they're going to start talking up J.K. Dobbins, which means that Mark Ingram may become – an even better play um, uh, as far as like ownership and stuff like that when he gets into a good matchups because he'll think that J.K. Dobbins is actually taking over. So let's just pay a little bit of attention to that. Uh, Mark Ingram is still a stud. I don't care what anybody says. Sunday Night Football, uh, Zeke Elliott, yes, he got it done. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts. He got the two touchdowns. He got the artist he needed. He got the reception. So... Uh, very good play there. Um, helped me to get a 170, I think it was a 170 on Yahoo, where I played him over there. Uh, wide receivers. Uh, Michael Thomas failed um, and ended up getting a high ankle sprain, so he's going to probably be out for at least a week, if not two or three. So, Michael Thomas, we're going to have to figure out what's going on here. Uh, figure out uh, anything on waivers. If Emmanuel Sanders somehow is on waiver, is on your waiver wire, go grab him. Um, Deontay Harris seemed to be a guy that they liked. Uh, he might be worth. Uh, you probably wouldn't have to pay anything for him uh, in waivers. <clears throat> Again, because I'm doing this on a Monday night, this will be your waiver wire uh, type deal. Uh, Devonte Adams absolutely smashed it, and I said that this was the one wide receiver I was paying up for, um, for sure. Uh, it was a really good play, uh, absolutely killed. Uh, Minnesota just had nothing to stop him. Um, if you want to, if Ad- uh, if Alan Lazard is on your waivers, he is first priority as far as the Packers wide receivers. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling would be two. Um, you will probably it's pro, it's probably going to be easier to get Lazard be honestly because MVS had uh the long touchdown and they looked really impressive um so I would put a couple of dollars on both I don't think you have to pay all that much somewhere between 5 to 10 dollars somewhere in there um, don't spend too much just to get them. They're you know secondary and tertiary peri- uh, pieces to Devonte Adams. So uh, Allen Robinson <clears throat> did not really get it done. Missed out on a touchdown. Um, it's all Mitch Trubisky on there. So I still like the play. Um, 
I will pretty much trust Allen Robinson every week. He'll be like a final cut down guy if he's not in a write up. As long as Trubisky is the quarterback. So DJ Moore uh also really uh failed on there. Uh we saw the long touchdown to Robbie Anderson. Um that we talked about in the preseason with Robbie Anderson that um you're gonna have you'd have to pick your spots with him. Uh he has a history with Coach Matt Rule uh from Temple. So that's what you saw in week one, and we talked about this actually on here uh for this upcoming week that uh there may be there may be a spot there for Robbie Anderson. I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. Uh figured DJ Moore was a little bit better. The throw that he hit the throw from uh, Bridgewater to Robbie Anderson was really clean. Um, the reason why he got out was the cornerback completely whiffed on the tackle. So, I mean, you know, shit happens, right? Can't say, okay, you got lucky on that. A lot of plays, your your guys are going to get lucky, especially on long plays. Um so take that in consideration. Is Robbie Anderson a a possible pickup? Yes, he's a guy to watch. But, again, just a couple of dollars. Don't go crazy with it. I wouldn't spend more than five on him. Um, I'll let somebody else make the mistake of picking him up and then playing him, and then he fails. Uh, that'll give you the opportunity week, <clears throat> you know, in a week or two afterwards We'll have the spreadsheet where it actually has 2020, you know, fully is using 2020 data as far as DVOA, uh, DVP, uh, uh, you know, and and this year's uh, PFF uh, cornerback ratings uh, versus uh, wide receivers and stuff. So we'll be able to determine whether or not Robbie Anderson is actually going to be a good pickup going forward. Uh, when that drop actually happens. Next on the list, we had Calvin Ridley absolutely smashing there. Um, very, uh, very chalky. Everything is pretty chalk. Um, so I don't think we really have to talk about ownership. The only the, the thing of it is, is um, well, we'll get to it at the end. I'm not going to go through it. Uh, Calvin Ridley looked really good. Um, Julio Jones was really, really good. Uh, like I said, he ba- he was bailing out Matt Ryan just left and right. Um, God, I lo- I love the fact that I was able to sit here on a Sunday, on a Sunday, and actually watch most of these games, um, and get through them. I'm currently I'm trying to get the uh, game pass so I can actually watch the uh, replays and stuff. Um, but for now, you know, if I can pull it up on YouTube, I can pull it up on YouTube, and I'll do it that way. Um, but, uh, uh, Calvin Ridley was just, you know, the nuts, the nuts type play for the Atlanta offense, uh, right at the right price, especially on FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, so I'm happy there. Russell Gage is a guy that kid, that kid is impressed me. That kid impressed me. He's, he's very much, um, he's like the same size as Calvin Ridley. Probably not as fast, um, 
been able to get outside, but he, he looked really good. He secures the catch and everything. So I think Russell Gage is a guy that you can that you can uh, definitely make a wager on, too, if you want to. You won't even have to spend that much. You'd probably spend a buck or two, and you'd get it. Uh, DJ Chark uh, got the touchdown. That kind of saved him. Failed overall. Uh, it was really weird. Like Minshew only missed, what, two passes? It was such like a diluted... Uh, passing game, it was really odd because I, we're used to Minshew just kind of unleashing. Um, but uh, really efficient game, missed like two passes, uh, not a lot of yards, but he had three touchdowns uh, to Garner Minshew. Um, uh, Colts need to fix that defense. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot better than what it was. The rush defense wasn't too bad. Um, but those corners were really left out on an island um, and left to kind of suffer there. DK Metcalf, again, another chalk play. Very good. It was an obvious, obvious play. Cheap, cheap as shit. He's going to go up in price this week. I haven't looked at the prices. Uh, they should have been out tonight. Uh, if not, I'll, I'm going to get up a little bit earlier before work early this morning, uh, this upcoming morning. <clears throat> get the... Uh, Prices uploaded for week two, um, so I can do them. I can kind of go through them while I'm at work. Marvin Jones Jr. talked about it. Um, tried to find the pivot. I like Danny Amendola. If he wasn't questionable, Danny Amendola would have definitely been in the write-off for dirt fucking cheap. But uh, we went with T.J. Hawkinson as the pivot off of this Marvin Jones play, um, and we kind of talked about it. It was whether or not you wanted to believe with limited passing options that he was going to be the definite target. He wasn't bad, but um, it's a lot to ask out of a guy who is just not an elite receiver uh, to try and get the job done like that. We talked about Jamison Crowder. Uh, history with the Bills is something to keep monitoring on there, and that's going to be something <laughs> the next time they, that they play the Bills is going to be the discussion on whether or not we're going to fall into that because that could be a trap too. So, but uh, last but certainly not least in, in cash, Deshaun Jackson fail. Um, just Carson Wentz looked fucking horrendous. Um, and I wonder why, because our cheap defense of the weekend uh, played really, really well. Uh, Julio Jones came through uh, very top notch. Uh, Would have been a good pivot off of. Um, I didn't, I didn't pull the trigger on this one either for a stack. Uh, just because I was so much on Adams that I didn't want to do it. Uh, but this would have been your Adams, Michael Thomas type fade uh, came through. Tyler Lockett actually came through for his price. A uh, lot of catches, uh, yardage, and stuff like that. So he had a good game for Seattle. Um, I would really like to see Russell Wilson just can kind of continue this with Metcalf and Lockett. Um, and then we can just do a full uh, one-side stack. <clears throat> Terry McLaurin didn't come through. Um, he looked pretty – he looked he looked good. Uh, but it was just Dwayne Haskins was kind of all over the place when he was throwing. Um, he kind of fell into a little bit of a love affair with tight end Logan Thomas who if you need it if you need a tight end especially two tight end leagues definitely take a look at Logan Thomas um, because he seems to definitely be the security blanket for Dwayne Haskins 
uh, T.Y. Hilton didn't get the touchdown. If he got the touchdown, he would have cleared value. Um, he was the most tar- he was the most targeted wide receiver for Philip Rivers. Talked about it, you know, on the Saturday night or Saturday night, yeah, Saturday night pod. Um, that it was really in kind of his wheelhouse on there. Uh, Paris Campbell was also heavily targeted. Imagine that out of the slot. Um, you know, Keenan Allen style for the most part. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it, Paris Campbell's worth the pickup. But this is still a ground and pound team. Now, you know, Indianapolis did lose Marlon Mack. He had an Achilles. He tore his Achilles. So he's going to be out for the season. It's Jonathan Taylor. We should talk about this too since we're on the Colts. Uh, so Jonathan Taylor is definitely owned everywhere. Naheem Hines becomes the one of the guys that you want to get. Um, if I pull up Indianapolis here, I can get you the other guy. Yeah, it, it, I, I was talking about this with a uh, you know, friend of the program, Paul Burkholz. Um, Jordan Wilkins, Jordan Wilkins would actually be the handcuff for Jonathan Taylor, not Naheem Hines. Um, I think they got Naheem Hines a little bit more involved just based on the defense with Jacksonville. Uh, and, uh, so they got him a little bit more involved in the passing game and the short passing game, but Naheem Hines, I mean, that would be more of your Eckler-type guy. So it looks like they may try to run a little bit of that offense um, where it's you know kind of how it used to be with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Uh, it's quite possible that they do it here in Indianapolis. John Brown we talked about. Love John Brown. Talked about him in Seasonal too. Uh, Marquise Brown. Uh, yeah, Brown's shitty secondary. Didn't get the touchdown, but he got the 100 yards. Um, so he did his job. Henry Ruggs. I have not seen any news on him. Um, uh, I am actually going to look it up right now. Um, because this sucks. He got hurt yesterday. Um, 12 hours ago, uh, knee injury. He broke, he broke his knee. It was gross. It was kind of gross too. It looked, it looked like it hurt. Um, so I'm assuming, uh, they're waiting for further testing. Uh, yeah, it's it's a knee injury, so um, probably drop him. Uh, Brian Edwards becomes intriguing. Hunter Renfro becomes intriguing. Um, it's probably going to be more of the Darren Waller show. Um, I might as well just go to Las Vegas while I'm here. See what we got here. I mean, this is going to be really good for Jacobs, but uh, Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro, Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, they're hurting. 
We'll have to see who they bring up. So Henry Ruggs will at least go probably on some kind of IR for a little while, at least half the season. So go ahead and drop him. Uh, Michael Gall, uh, Sunday Night Football options. Michael Gallup did not do good. Robert Woods did well. Uh, <clears throat> that was a pivot off of Cooper Cup. We talked about this. Uh, Robert Woods was actually the play. Uh, C.D. Lamb did not do too bad. Uh, it was definitely worth putting in the lineup. He was dirt cheap. Uh, Van Jefferson, th- uh, three targets, one reception for 31 yards. That was early in the fucking game. I thought for sure he was going to have a really good game, but it just didn't. It just didn't end up that way. Tight ends, cash. Mark Andrews, yes, two touchdowns. Uh, Dallas Goddard. Picked him over Earth. I fucking said it. I said it in the chat. I said, no, I think you go Dallas Goddard. 100 yards. And a tutty. I'll give you the definite numbers. Or the definitive numbers here. Here we go. Here it comes. You ready? You ready? Eight receptions on nine targets for 101 yards and a TD. 21% of the target share. It's a two tight end. Two tight ends. Oh, nice hop, Barkley. Nice hop. God, he's so good. He got hit in the dick with a helmet. <sighs> Jesus. All right. Uh, Hayden Hurst uh, for Atlanta didn't come through that. I'm putting that all on Matt Ryan. He looked actually really, really good. He had a nice, nice fucking catch out there, but uh, didn't come through nonetheless. Jack Doyle didn't either, but uh, for what you were paying for him, uh, he was cheap enough to get other options in there. So you'll take a little bit of loss there at the tight end position uh, to get your higher price guys. Oh, my God, I want to sneeze. GPP talked about George Kittle. Um, they did really key on him. Uh, basically took him out of the fucking game. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was more of a throw it around, uh, throw it around to all different kinds of options, running backs and whatnot. That's kind of what opened up uh, Raheem Mostert on that long touchdown catch that he had, which was fucking pretty. Um, if it wasn't for the fact that I was unsure, like. If Tevin Coleman would have said that he was definitely not going to play, I would have I would have been all in on him. Um, but because of Tevin Coleman being there, uh, the role with Jarek McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon looked good too, by the way. Um, it gave me a little bit of pause with Mostert. Mostert will be mostly a GPP type play unless uh, one or the other one of the other two guys behind him uh, get hurt. Darren Waller. Uh, didn't really I don't think he really got it done. He might have gotten it done with catches. I'll have to take a look here. Uh six catches for forty five yards. Twenty seven percent target share though. Um yeah, six six receptions on eight targets. So ten points didn't get it done. Had my worries on there, and then last but not least, uh, for at least the regular for the FanDuel and DK main main slates, TJ Hawkinson, who came in as the pivot option uh, for one Marvin Jones. He got it done. Um, I think he scored like 14 points, and I'll take that all day. 
all day when I'm pivoting. Um, another thing with Detroit, uh, Quintez Cephas actually had 10 targets, but he only had two receptions for 43 yards. Uh, Matt Stafford was all over the place. It was gross. Gross. Yeah, five receptions. Oh, uh, he had 16 points. He had, uh, on DK, uh, five receptions for 56 yards and a touchdown. Uh, only a 12% target share, but he got the job done. Uh, Sunday night football options. He had target. Uh, I had Tyler Higby did not get the job done. Uh, Blake Jarwin had one catch for 12 yards and busted his ACL. So yeah, fuck Blake Jarwin. He's out for the year. Dalton Schultz would be your new tight end in Dallas. Uh, defenses. Uh, I think pretty much all of them came. No, no. Three of the. Fu- Three of the five came through in cash. That would be Baltimore. Uh, definitely Buffalo came through. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, nope. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, nope. Uh, the punt, <laughs> here's your punt. Defense, knuckleheads. Uh, I don't expect. I didn't expect the game to really shoot out. It did a little bit, but, I mean, it got into the 20s. But it's a hell of a pass rush in Washington. And with Philly's offensive line injuries, they are definitely in play. You will start any defense against Philadelphia um, if it has a very good pass rush, if we determine it has a very good pass rush. So like that there. L.A. Chargers didn't do horrible, um, but definitely did not do as well as what their price was. And then the New Orleans Saints uh, got the pick six, got really disrespected on the price, especially over on DK at 2400 um, So that as they say is that um trying to see if there's anything else i need to go over for waivers it's not really much there's not really much for running backs oh <clears throat> i should mention this and i should have mentioned this with detroit and since i'm on the page i will tell you this I hope you all listen to me. Anybody who drafted Adrian Peterson, I hope you held on to him. Because he had 14 attempts for 93 yards for a 6.64 average and caught all three of his targets for 21 yards. So on DK, he had 14 points. I don't think he cost all that much. I don't think he did at all. I can check that too. Because I thought about this. I really wanted to watch this. And I hope I mentioned it. I may not have. Because it was it was the Bears and it was like whatever. But what was his price? Okay, so he scored 14 points. He was 5,100. On FanDuel, thirteen dollars over on Yahoo, and forty five hundred over on uh, DK. So he almost he pretty much hit value, especially at that at that price because he was the thirty third, thirtieth, and thirty fifth uh, ranked running back over on those sites. So I hope you held on to him. I he's usable. He's a usable asset if you're hurting at running back. If he's on your waiver wire, 
hey, uh, if you're hurting at running back, go 15-20. I'm, I'm just, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but it's definitely something to take a look into. Uh, only if you're hurting, I would put that much in there. Um, but uh, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, take a look at him. But uh, that's it. If you do have any any type of waiver questions, you know where to find me. DM me over on Twitter, Instagram, at RoyDog underscore 13. You can hit me up on Facebook. You can find me on Messenger and stuff, too. You can hit me up there. Um, remember, if you do care to donate, Venmo, Dennis-Roy-14, and over at PayPal, RoyDog underscore 13 at Yahoo.com, if you care to. I don't care. Have a good night. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.